Well, get your questions ready. Yeah, I'm uh, ready. Get Come on. ready for Father Charles. Uh, you can call us at one 795 And we are so excited to talk to you about uh, different things that are on your mind or questions you have about the faith. And you can also do your questions or comments on, on Facebook. So you can contact us on Facebook as well. All those things you wondered about, now's the time to ask. All right. Well, here we go. The What about purgatory? The, the, what about angels? What about demons? What about saints? What's all that about? There's all kinds of great stuff with our wonderful faith. And now the phone lines are open. So give us a ring. And uh, Father Charles will be here to answer any of your questions. It's a toll-free number, right? Yeah, toll-free. And try what? and stump them. I bet 877. you can. <laughs> 877-795-0122. For all your theological and moral and ethical needs. And and uh, just talk to us about how you evangelize, uh, how, how you go out into the world. You know, it doesn't have to be a question. Just call us and tell us about your experiences. Uh, there's just some great stories out there and the power of intercessory prayer, your intercessory prayer. Um, it, it's just phenomenal. So share with our listeners, you know, special moments in your life. I was listening to this one podcast. It's a secular podcast, and one of the listeners had a question. Viewers, listeners, whatever. I can. I think you can either listen to it or watch it. Whatever. Sure. And that was that. You know, in in an ectopic pregnancy, is that considered an abortion when you have to take the tube out of the woman because it's going to hemorrhage and it's disease? And so the woman was being told by because she'd already had the procedure, she was being told by her, I guess, so-called friends that that was an abortion and that was wrong. But, And she was, she's totally against abortion. She was like, is this wrong? And the answer is that's not an abortion because the abortion, an abortion is a direct and intentional destruction of the baby. And so with this type of procedure, in a sense, you, you take out the tube. Now the baby's in the tube, but the baby dies naturally you're never directly and intentionally or wanting the baby to die and you're not causing the direct attack on the baby's body you're taking out the tube so that would not be considered an abortion that would be a you know unfortunate operation that you have to have but the intention uh, is not to harm the baby at all the the, uh, you're not directly attacking the baby's body so yeah whoever was talking to that lady gave her really bad advice and i think they were just trying to overcompensate but um yeah so we can truthfully say as catholics we're against all abortion because all abortion is wrong so that particular uh procedure was not an abortion because it wasn't the direct and intentional harming killing of a innocent human life yeah and and that's that's such a wonderful clarification because in that responsibility with evangelization also comes the responsibility of knowing the truth Mm -hmm. and speaking truth and so we need to be very cautious in that respect that when we are evangelizing or when we are talking about um, some precepts of the church or laws of the church that we know the correct answer and uh, to always be growing in our faith so we have uh Wow, we have uh, Mark from Fargo uh, saying, thank you, Father Charles, for your time as chaplain at Shanley. Uh, actually, he's on the phone. Mark is Mark. on the line. 
Mark, Hello? how you doing today? Welcome to uh, Straight Talk. Father. Hey, God bless you. I, God bless you, Father. I just wanted to thank you for your um, years of service and being a great role model for uh, the last 12 years for the, our children in the uh, Fargo Catholic School Network at the middle school and at the high school. And along the lines, you've done so many, many things with regard to abortion. Um, I've been with you on the March for Life in Washington, D.C., and what a wonderful example you are as a priest and a wonderful example to our kids. Uh, I wanted to thank you for that, and also for your presence at various events, be it these sporting events or theater or band events. Um, there's one consistency is that you're always there, <laughs> and you're always supporting our kids. And uh, again, I wanted to thank you, and this. Uh, hopefully the people in Cavalier and Crystal... Uh, you have a wonderful priest to look forward to uh, as he uh, comes your way at the end of June. Thank you, Father. Well, Mark, God bless you for saying that. I've been blessed tremendously at my time at Chanley and Sullivan. And uh, if you think you see two of me, maybe that's uh, just my uh, doppelganger, somebody who looks like me wearing a collar, you know, somewhere. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if you could exactly get the mustache right. But anyway, well, so. Padre Pio, he was able to bilocate, so you know, uh, we could. Definitely have more. He's out of my Charles's. league, though. But uh, <laughs> well, no, it's been a blessing. And uh, Mark, families like yours make the position as chaplain at Shanley and Sullivan just a blessing. Uh, and my honor to have been there. And I thank God that I was able to, to be there for a time in my life and then to be blessed that way. Well, thank you so much, Mark, Amen. for calling. And I know. Uh, many, many people share exactly what you just spoke to, so thank you. We do have... Um, thank you, Mark. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment, but please don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again tomorrow during the Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. Go team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I can certainly reiterate what Mark said. Uh, You have touched our family in many ways. You came when our son was, our oldest son was a junior. And so you had all four of our beautiful children, and we're so grateful. Had had the bits and quartet there. You did. You did. And. Boy, and he also uh, has baptized two. You've baptized two of her grandchildren as well. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's uh, three. Yeah. Three. Holy moly. Somebody's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get Janine a new calculator. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's such a blessing. Such a blessing. Oh, well, we just want to remind our callers to call one eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two and uh, give Father Charles a call and ask him your questions or, again, just uh, anything you'd like to talk to about evangelization. Um, such an important topic for us to discuss. And we have uh, actually Lori from Fargo. Lori from Fargo. She has a question for you, Father Charles. Lori, how are you doing today? Hi, Father Charles. I'm doing great. How are you? (laughs) Great. Thanks for calling. Um, I my question is um, some easy like first steps to evangelize in everyday life, like in the workplace and in even like not in the workplace, like you're home most of the day. Yeah, and you run into people here and there. You're doing errands, that kind of thing. Well, I think, uh, thank you for that call, Lori. That's great. And I think, you know, Monsignor Richter shared with us some great, uh, very effective steps. And I think step number one is just to pray for that person uh, and also pray to God that 
you will be open to being used by him as an instrument of his mercy, of an instrument of his truth, as an instrument of his grace. And then I think just by the way you live your life, to be courteous, to be kind, to be in the moment with people. Sometimes we think that people are in our lives for no apparent reason, but they're always there. God allows them to be there for a reason, even if it's just a passing visit, even if it's just a hello while you're walking down the aisle or the street or whatever. And just to know that that person is made in the image and likeness of Christ and that your job, in a sense, is to pass along the love of Christ. Because I, th- I believe as St. Augustine, again, I'm, a, I'm on the St. Augustine kick here. I'm, I'm on his bandwagon. But he said that no one converts unless they feel the love of God through another person. So that's, we have high stakes, you know, everything yeah. that we think, everything that we say, everything that we do at every moment of the day is to pass along God's graces to people and especially when we don't feel like it (laughs) and and, you know when we when we don't want to see anybody and we got a lot of work to do and we're very irritated and this happened at the worst possible occasion those are the times that i think god is allowing us to merit through jesus a lot of grace for that person so if we're extra patient extra kind extra attentive when we really don't feel like it i think that's why god allowed that whole situation to happen because there's a lot of graces on the table there and if we come through with a love that christ is then i think those graces will be effective and those graces will be utilized that's a great great question Lori. thank Thank you you. so much thank you Lori. thank you that's great Bye-bye. 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 Oh, we have another caller on the line. It's Kathy from West Fargo. Welcome, Kathy. What is your question? Good morning. And yes, morning. I want to also thank Father for all the good that you have done to our community. Yes. You, and I'm thank from you. that area, so Praise the Lord. I can see you sometime up there. Praise God. Um, so my question is about... Yeah, my question is about purgatory, Yeah, and I don't know enough about it myself to understand how to explain to a non-Catholic. So when when we confess our sins, yeah. and we're forgiven, mm-hmm. given absolution, right. and we die, yeah. if we are not in any sin at all, do we go to heaven? Or no matter what, there's some... No, we you can know, go... Unless we're a saint. We can go straight to heaven. We can go straight to heaven, and I think a lot of... You know, the, the canonized saints, I think that's what happened there, you know. And I think a lot of people can do that. And especially when we, let's say we have an illness at the end of our lives, we're kind of, in a sense, making reparation, if you will, for the temporal punishment due to sin. So with any sin, there's two punishments. There's an eternal punishment, the guilt of our sin, and then there's the temporal punishment or the temporary uh, on earth situations that we unfortunately uh, happened uh, that happened because of our sin, things that were thrown out of whack, uh, maybe certain af- affections, disordered affections that we inculcated because of our sin, the habit of our sin. So there's eternal punishment, temporal punishment. Now, confession gets rid of our eternal punishment, so we won't have to spend eternity in hell. But perhaps we still have some attachments to sin. Perhaps we still have developed bad habits that we need to work out. The bottom line is that 
these are temporary and we when we die if we're not in a state of perfection but we are in a state of grace so we died in god's friendship we have sanctifying grace in our souls but we aren't yet perfect then you know we go to this hospital of perfection called purgatory where we learn to love more we learn mm-hmm. to be patient more we learn to you know trust god more and so uh once we're perfected then we graduate into heaven the great great thing about I'm talking about graduation because it's that time of year. But anyway, <laughs> the great thing about purgatory is that we're assured, 100% assured that we will make it to heaven because we've already been judged worthy of heaven and we still need some perfecting to do. So that's a great, great place to be perfected. I think like if you talk to non-Catholics about purgatory, just say, hey, look, don't you agree that you have to be perfect to enter into heaven? And I think they would say yes because yeah. it's in scripture. But say, how many of us die perfect? You know, how many of us die with right. no attachment to even venial sin and that we're totally sorry 100% because we love God so mm-hmm. much, you know, or are we sorry because we don't want to go to hell, you know, which is a legitimate, you know, non-perfect contrition that will we still get our sins forgiven in confession. So, but again, you know, we, we want to be perfect when we enter into heaven. We don't. It's like if somebody said, hey, do you want to go visit the Pope right now? And you're in your pajamas, you know, and you're like, well, hey, do you want to go right now? Or do you want, you want to, you know, do you want to get something more appropriate on, you know, and, and for the occasion? You say, yeah, well, let me, give me five minutes, you know, and then I'll be ready. So we want to be perfect because we're going to take in that intense love of God. And we can't take in that intense love of God if we have anything other than God in our souls. That, wow, what a great yeah. answer. I love the pajama analogy. I like yeah. pajamas. I mean, geez, and, you, and we made it. If you get to purgatory, we, we praise God, we made it. Made now, it. Let's, now let's get to right. uh, the gritty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does that answer your question, Kathy? Yeah. Awesome. Yes, that, yeah, that does. Um, and that's kind of how I responded. I, you know, I explained that I would be just delighted to get to purgatory, yeah. knowing that I have Obviously, I'm human, and I. Yeah. So anyway, I just wasn't sure how how to really explain that. So well, thank you so much for your yeah. Call. No, that's great. Thank, thank you, Kathy. You. you have a wonderful day. Thank you very day. much, and and thanks again, Father. You got it. God bless. This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment, but please don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again tomorrow during the Straight Talk segment from nine thirty to ten. Now we have uh, Margaret on the phone from Fargo. Welcome, Margaret. What is your question? Uh, well, first I'd like to say, thank Father for all the awesome work he's done with the students at Shanley. Amen. I mean, thank you, Margaret. He has. You have really changed lives and changed lives and changed lives. I am. I am so impressed. And my question is: What's the difference between a holy day? And a Okay, so sometimes they're the same. So there's solemnities throughout the year, which is the highest form of the day. You know, we have solemnities, then we have feasts, then we have obligatory memorials, then we have memorials, then we have what is called ferial or you could say regular day. And so okay. the difference is that some solemnities are holy days of obligation and some are not. So, for instance, All Saints Day, that's a solemnity, which is also a holy day of obligation. But then you have other solemnities like, you know, 
St. Joseph, that's not a, it's a solemnity, but it's not a holy day of obligation. The Annunciation, which we celebrate on March 25th, that's a solemnity, but not a holy day of obligation. So what we mean by holy day of obligation is that you need to go to Mass that day and treat that day special. And so we have like coming up the Ascension, which is normally Ascension Thursday, but the vast majority of dioceses throughout the United States, by per, they have the permission to do this. They have transferred it to the following Sunday. So, But there are some dioceses where you have to attend Mass this Thursday, a couple days from now. And so I think New York is one of them, and there's a couple other East Coast dioceses that you would celebrate the Ascension Thursday by a holy day of obligation. So, so yeah, all solemnities are special, but not all solemnities are holy days of obligation. Does that make okay. sense? Yes, it makes sense, and it, it makes I understand the difference now. Thank you so awesome. super much. God, God bless you. you. Yeah, Thanks thank for calling, you, Margaret. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we just want to give our number out again. It's 877-795-0122. Call in with your questions. And again, you can also send in your questions or comments on Facebook. And now we have Milt from Fargo. And what is your question, Milt? Yes, Father. Yes, Milt. I have a question regarding the last rites and the apostolic blessing. The anointing of the sick. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah, the anointing of the sick. sick And the apostolic blessing. Right. I would like for you to explain to the listeners uh, the difference between the two and the benefits therefrom. Okay. Great question, Mill. Thank you. Well, obviously, the anointing of the sick is that special sacrament by which. We are commended to the Lord in our infirmity, and you can receive the sacrament of anointing of the sick when there's serious illness, or, you know, maybe your lack of strength due to getting up there in age. So that's a great sacrament by which, and we're always encouraged to, within the sacrament of anointing the sick, to avail ourselves to the sacrament of reconciliation. So you can have that. Now, there's special circumstances if the person is not conscious or not able to make a confession that the sacrament is very appropriate there, the sacrament of anointing. And then, on top of all that, after you receive the sacrament of the anointing of the sick and or the sacrament of reconciliation, there is a special prayer called the apostolic pardon or the apostolic blessing that any priest is authorized to give. And what that does is by saying that prayer over that person, that person's temporal temporal punishment, all the things being equal, that person's temporal punishment due to sin is taken away. So that's a good opportunity at the anointing of the sick to bestow the apostolic pardon so it's called the apostolic blessing onto that person, which does remo- it's a plenary indulgence basically. So it removes all temporal punishment, temporal punishment due to sin, and it's a great prayer. Mm-hmm. It's a great blessing, and it's a great opportunity to be able to be blessed by God through the priest to have no temporal punishment due to sin. So you could go straight to heaven. 
all the things being equal, you had the forgiveness, you had the sacrament, you had the anointing, another sacrament, and then you were given this apostolic pardon. So the Lord is kind and merciful. He's gracious. He's very, very lavish, you know, because on the cross he turned to the good thief and he said, you're going to be with me in paradise. But wait a minute, everybody says, this guy lived a life of ill repute and he should pay even beyond the grave. And Jesus says, nope, he's his heart. I know his heart and he's going to be with me today in paradise. So the Lord is gracious, kind and merciful and he gives an abundance of his grace. He gives it to the max. Mm-hmm. And all we need to do is ask for it. And I tell you, I'm so great that we have a God who judges us, not like the world judges us, because, boy, we'd all be doomed. <laughs> so ask for that apostolic blessing, that apostolic pardon. That should be the long and the short of it here. Well, thank you so much, Milt, for Milt, your thank question. You. Yes, thank you. Good job, thank Milt. Thank you very much, Father. Thank you, Milt. We just, bye-bye. bye-bye now. So just want to remind you, 877-795-0122. We only have about seven minutes left, so get in your questions for Father Charles LaCroix and uh, and or comments. Um, you know, Father, I am so, so grateful for all that you've done at Shanley High School, too, and just the blessings, the gifts, uh, even the March for Life that we tag-teamed together with. Right. What a joy. What a, an incredible Gift. Well, the thing is, when when you think back on, you know, well, when I think back on my time there, what's readily apparent is that there's so much hope for the future because our young people, sometimes they get sold short. You know, they well, the young people don't care about this. They don't care about that. They're so narcissistic, you know, blah, blah, blah. Wrong. Yeah. Our young people are quality. You. <laughs> you know, we have some great families there. And so... I have nothing but tremendous hope for the near future, for the present, the near future, and the future. Oh. Because especially, I think, our young people nowadays, they want proof. But once they get the proof, then watch out. They're they're all for it. And so there's no better time to be a Catholic than right now because you can, by science, prove the existence of God. You can, by philosophy, prove the existence of God. And so once they have the proof, then then the sky's the limit, you know. Here nowadays, the I'll, I'll give you a little secret here. Why do a lot of young people leave the church eventually? And, and the number one reason, there's a lot of reasons, but the number one reason is because they see an inherent conflict between faith and science, between religion and reason. And actually, the opposite is the truth. There's such a complementarity between faith and uh, reason, religion and and uh, and science that you know. Science is actually now supporting what we believe. For instance, just since the turn of the millennial, 2000s, you know, we've had great proof mm-hmm. of the existence of God scientifically. And, you know, we, I'd love to talk more about that right after we hear from Paul from Fargo. Welcome. Paul. Paul. Or <laughs> Father Charles, this is Carter's dad, Paul. Hey, Paul. I, I'm going to miss. Our conversations that we've had on the sidelines during the Shanley <laughs> football games. Yeah. yeah. Lesson you have been to the students at Shanley. Uh, and uh, we're just, we're, we're going to miss you so much. Well, Paul, you know. And, yeah. Keep talking. You're saying good things about me. Keep talking. 
one thing that I will never forget, and it was, it was a talent contest that they had at Oh, Saturday. yeah. Yeah. And to see you up on stage in the auditorium doing your your Detroit rap dance. Yeah. And Is there was, any other kind of rap dance but the Detroit rap dance? Mm-hmm. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're a phenomenal dancer. And I, I, I thought, man, this is, this is a family meeting. I mean, uh, I'm going to miss you. Uh, I mean, we all will, and, and I wish you the best of luck and, and uh, hope that we do run you come down and, and, and watch Shanley at, uh, on occasion and and uh, just just say hi. Hey, so, you, you know I'm always going to bleed Deacon Red, you know. So wonderful. <laughs> I also bleed Honolulu Blue for the Detroit Lions, but I also, I mean, I got a lot of different color bloods in me, but so, but um, no. I think the no, red's working better for you. <laughs> God bless you, Paul, and uh, thank you and your family for being such a great example of what a Catholic family looks like. So thank you so much. Paul, thank you so much, Father, and, and again, best of luck to you. God bless you. All right, take care, Paul. Paul from Vargo. Oh, well, thank you, Paul. This is the best of Real Presence Live. Right now, we're in our Straight Talk call-in segment. But please don't call in during today's program. We'll take your calls again tomorrow during the Straight Talk segment from 9.30 to 10. Uh, We also have uh, Joshua on the line and his dad, Bill. Welcome. Oh, they're not on the line. Oh, not on the phone. Yeah, just a comment, a but comment. a great comment. Joshua, who's a student, and Bill, his dad, say goodbye and thank you, Father Charles. Oh, hey, thank you, Josh and Bill. You guys, another great family. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. And they're, they're uh, I won't exactly say where they're from, but they're, they're I know on the, where they're from. They're, they're from a little uh, across the river town <laughs> in Minnesota, so that's great. Special, special family, and thank you, Josh and Bill, for all you do for our Shanley community as well. You know, I can't take, uh, you know, any credit for the dancing thing because I'm from Detroit, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's something that, yeah, that. you don't even worry about it. You just go out and do it, and that's the way it is. So That's awesome. But we've had some great questions here, and yeah. there's still, we still got a couple minutes where you can sneak in another question over here. So. You bet. 877-795-0122. Uh, just uh, call in. Uh, oh, we're running out of time We now. are running out of time. Wow. wow how, did, how fast did that go? Uh, pretty fast. Well, you know what? I want you're talking about rapping. That. That, uh, <laughs> that takes up a lot of time. Took care of it. But I do want to follow up real quick because, you know, you talked about the kids, the students, yep. and how, how wonderful... Um, they are, and that we're in good hands. Great hands. And we are in great hands. And when I think of all the the religious and the vocations and uh, the the healthy sacramental marriages that I've seen mm-hmm. blossom yeah. since my kids have graduated, um, we are in really good hands. So there's so much hope in this world, and it's all who you're listening to. To, yeah, and, and the fact that the Lord hasn't given up on us, oh, the fact yeah, that there amen. is that that school network there in 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 Fargo, that proves that God hasn't given up. The radio station, our real presence radio, network, which you are listening absolutely. to right now, proves that God has not given up on us yet. You mentioned the sacramental marriages, the great uh, families that are are up and coming. God has not forget forgotten about us. He's not abandoned us, and 
this new evangelization that Monsignor Richter talked about, uh, it's on its way. Right, right. And I think when you see the decibel level go up with the, the bad stuff in the world, I think that's actually kind of a sign that we're winning. I mean, right, God's yeah. winning. No, yep, and you're so right. things are going to heighten, and then we need to raise to that level and have courage and have strength. And, and where do we find that? We Let's, find that in our faith. Yeah. Only yeah. God can it, give it. And you mentioned, you know, I like this kind of a spiritual principle. Like when you're doing things right, you're going to get a lot of pushback, or you, like you said, the decibel level on yeah. the other side is going to increase. And that, like when a pro life politician gets elected or a pro life measure gets passed, you hear a lot of screaming. It's because the demons are screaming, you know, right, and right. I'm not saying anybody's possessed or whatever, but when you're influenced by that type of thinking, then you're going to reject any. Thing good that happens you right. know so yeah we're obviously we're fighting things on a natural level but we're also fighting things on a supernatural level that's why you need to pray 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 what does it pray like everything depends on god and work like everything depends on you and if you're doing your job god is certainly going to do his but yeah we're going to be having pushback we're going to fight face some opposition for being true to our faith for being a good Catholic, and we are countercultural. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Right. And I think when Monsignor Richter talked about that first step, you know, the importance of that intercessory prayer and praying for, you know, praying to God who he wants you to to be a light mm-hmm. in the world to, you know, because he'll answer your prayers. That's and right. intercessory prayer from, uh, from us or the saints, I mean, it's so, so important because prayer does solve everything. Might fact, not be right away on our terms, but it does and will. The fact everything. that God listens to prayer is a great mercy that yeah. He's given us. That we He actually cares about what we what we say. What Absolutely. We so we want to thank all of you who called in yes. for, or wrote questions for Father Charles during our straight text segment.